Hello, welcome everyone to the Journey to Success Radio Network. Our purpose on JTS Radio is to interview people who are making a positive difference in the world with transformational businesses, thoughts, ideas, and actions that encourage and inspire. My name is Taylor Tagg. I am a forgiveness educator and coach certified by the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training and a certified Napoleon Hill Foundation Leadership Instructor. To find out more about my work and learn how to let go of resentment, pain, and suffering in a few easy steps, please visit me at TheEvolvingHeart.com and inquire about a free forgiveness coaching session. And now on to today's success story. My guest today is Craig DeSorcy. Now, Craig is a very successful personal and professional strategic results coach. He's been through some, some significant adversity in his own life and has overcome it with a vengeance. And he has a great story of forgiveness he's going to share with us today on Journey to Success and tell us how he helps people transform their lives with his coaching practice. So Craig has joined us today on Journey to Success Radio. How are you today, Craig? <laughs> fantastic. I think I'm going to sit back and wait for this fantastic guy, Craig, to come, and I want to hear him talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you showed up for today's show. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> thank you for having me. My friend, and I'm so um, honored by the great introduction. And yes, <clears throat> yes, I, I, I'm a rags to what they call rags to riches story. And um, I, I love your work. I love what you're doing. I love your, your thing on forgiveness. And God, I don't even know where to start to talk about that because that's been a that's been a whole journey in itself but you maybe you want to start with some questions or I don't know how do you you know this is like I'm not used to yeah. doing these types of calls so yeah oh, that's great just tell us a little bit about uh, you know what you who you are and what you do and then we'll kind of okay. get your own your story uh, as sure along here. okay I I'm my name is Craig DeSaucy as you said earlier and you can find me at um, badtobetter.com. It's one of my newest blogs where I, I talk about personal development. I've been in personal development since I was a little boy. I say little boy. I was 18 at the time when I first got introduced to personal development, which I got introduced to Dr. Wayne Dias. A, a, a friend gave me a cassette tape, and I listened to it, and I was blown away. And um, that was my first shot of hope. And uh, we can get into the details later, but fast forward, um, I never read any books in my life because I couldn't read. So I basically was in special education, and there's no education. So I ended up, you know, leaving school because I had to go to work. And I, I read some personal development books as I got older. I learned how to read and um, the first book I ever read wasn't Snoopy. It was How to Pull Your Own Strings by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and that was after I heard his tape. And uh, like I said, I got, yeah, I got some big hope. Like, you know, I, I had a tutor at night that used to tutor me, and um, she told me that you're better off just being a carpenter or something because I told her, like, this is amazing, like, this book. And I want to I, I wanna help people like this someday, and... And because of my really horrific um, childhood, I, I want to, like, make myself better and then go out and help some other people. And uh, that's what I do today. So, you know, I've spent my entire life in personal development, 
and um, you know, reading hundreds upon hundreds of books, getting coaching workshops, working on myself like a madman. You know, I came to, I live in Japan, so I came to Japan 17 years ago, and I started to coach children, and then eventually I started to coach the children's parents, and um, I basically used Japan as like um, my personal development workshop. So I've been in person, I've been working on myself. Like I'm here in a cocoon because I'm a foreigner here, right? So I don't have like America. I love America, but I mean I don't have any of those um, pressures that American culture puts on the people in America. Like you know, if I was if I was Japanese, I'd have Japanese pressure put on me, to, uh, Japanese cultural pressure put on me. But um, here in Japan, I don't have that, so I can build a business and I can work on myself and I can grow. And that's basically what I've been doing my whole time here. And um, you know, now I'm 46, and uh, I've I've basically turned my life into I basically I'm basically I'm free. You know, from financial, I don't have any financial issues. I don't have really any major issues at all anymore in my life. And and you're talking to a guy that grew up in like I can't, I don't even know how to describe it. It was it was hor- it was horrific. I well, well, yeah. We'll go back. We'll go back and give the the detail and the history of it in a minute. I, I do want to talk for a minute about. How you do help people transform their lives, Craig? For anybody that doesn't sure. know Craig, uh, he's a very successful uh, results and breakthrough coach. He has a keen ability to get people to see different perspectives and even transform their lives in a matter of a few minutes. Uh, he's yeah. So very good with his work. So describe for our listeners a little bit, Craig, about uh, the concept of your work and how you help people change so so fast. So quickly. Okay. Um, God, how, I know, no one's never asked me that. They read the testimonials, right? And they 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 see that I'm doing this, but they no one's never asked me. Um, let's see. Well, it, it all comes down to the person I'm dealing with. If the pain's great enough in their life, they're pretty much ready for change. Um, but um, human, you're, when you're dealing with people, you're de- dealing with a human soul, you're dealing with a spirit, you're dealing with um, so, some, something that's very sensitive. So uh, how do I do it? God, that's a good question. <laughs> well, let me, I'll, okay, let's just give you some examples. I had a, a coaching client. Um, first, let, let's contrast this. I've been doing business coaching on the internet for nine years. For the past nine years, I've been working with people that want to use the internet as a way to um, sell themselves or a product or service. So, for example, if you have, if you want to sell digital download products or or you want to um, sell coaching, or whatever, I'll help you because basically for nine years I've been on the internet doing that for myself and helping others do it. So I know that. But here's really the funniest thing in the world. Most of the clients I work with, their problems have nothing to do with the Internet or business. Right. So, yeah, so the preceding problem isn't never the real driver behind 
why things aren't working for them. And I have ability, yeah, I have an ability to get on the phone with someone and in less than an hour get down to what's really behind all of what their challenges are and sorting it out. And, and um, I'll just give you an example. Uh, I had a guy that called me and um, he couldn't, he was, he was ready to launch his business, okay? And he was uh, stuck and paralyzed and he couldn't move. He couldn't, he couldn't take the next step. He was just stuck and he, 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 he couldn't, and he had to move, he had to launch. And in 13 minutes, he launched. In 13 minutes within, in the conversation with me, he launched. And what happened was, um, it was amazing. All I did was, I asked him, what, what do you have to do? And he said, I have to print out the direct mail postcards and then I have to mail them, but I can't print them out. So in my earlier coaching years, um, I used to be like a jerk, and I used to coach with a hammer, so I would like say, well, that's ridiculous. Go to the printer right now and print them out, and like trying to shame people into doing things. And I, you know what, I'm just, I'm telling this because if anyone's listening to this that that's a wellness professional or coach, this isn't a warning of what not to do. That's not how you deal with human beings. But I didn't know any better at the time, and I was just driven to get a result. So, but that's not what I did with this person. So what I did with this person was um, I just said, okay, um, when you think about that, where do you feel that in your body? And I just got him in touch with this fear, and we transformed it in less than 13 minutes. He printed out his direct mailing cards. I had him standing up on his kitchen table screaming, I'm a man. <laughs> and, we, and we celebrated and we celebrated and launched his business, you know. Um, when you say launch his business, but, yeah, the postcard was the key thing. That thing, those cards needed to be printed out yesterday and they needed to be sent away, but he was paralyzed. So I just, and, you know, I be I may have some to do some work like that, or um, I'll be working with someone that's been in that's been trying to make um, a business work for like six or seven years and they're stuck. See, this is just I'm a fresh pair of eyes, but I think I think the real secret to what I do is I get on the phone with people and I create such a um, a relaxed space, and I start to interview them out of curiosity, and it's it's as if they're it's it's as if they're floating out of their body, and they're sitting next to me with my arm around them, and we're looking at their life subjectively. So it's not like I'm saying, so tell me what's the problem. We just have a candid look at what's been going on, and I re-engineer their life and they get to see that unfold and instead of being too close to the forest to see the woods, 
they're actually standing far enough away with me looking at this thing and saying, oh, okay, I see this now, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's very, you know, a good, great coach has the ability to ask the right questions at the right time and help their clients see, see their own life and perspective in a, in a totally different way, and that's exactly uh, how you help them get to the core of their issue. That's the thing with, yeah, absolutely. But the most important piece of what I do is I think it's because I have seen so much pain and I've suffered myself so much that I really, really care deeply about the person I'm talking with. And it's not about the money because I can get money anywhere. The money is just, it's it's for the service, but but I'm showing up because I really sincerely care about this person and I know what it's like to be stuck and not being able to move forward whether you're stuck in a relationship or you're stuck in your own mind or you're 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 um you're just you know you can be stuck in all areas of your life but that that's not it's sad to see and I want to help people so and after I got some really good training it all came together for me so I may, oh, I know, Taylor, you, you asked me, you know, what, why can you get these great results? I think it's because I actually implement everything that I learn. I don't, and then I, I take a lot of notes and I, and I get better. And in Japan, they, they have this word called Kaizen, and it's, it's, it's from, it's, I think it's well known in, amongst American business owners too, which means consistent, never-ending improvement, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so I want to always keep getting better and better and better. The process of getting better and better and better is called mastery. You're never going to be a master. I don't believe that, but I think you can continuously get better and you can experience mastery. And you're amongst my peer group in the coaching community, and you know that I share my stuff. I share what I'm doing with you guys and like stuff that I'm working on, what I'm doing, and I put that out there too. It's not like I'm keeping this all to myself. Yeah, you are a tremendous uh, ability to serve not only your clients but the coaching community as well. And, and you know, sharing your your progress with your clients and, and the, your best practices, so to speak. And I, I think we all benefit. I know I've benefited from it uh, as well. And I just want to let the listeners know if they if they want to contact you and get, get uh, coaching from you. you. You coach people in the United States, even though you're located in Japan. You coach over... Well, anywhere, anywhere in the world. Hang out. Right. They can reach you at badtobetter.com. Is that the best way to, to get you? Yeah, they can go to badtobetter.com and they can send me an email message. I don't have, like, um, a page up saying, this is what I... Uh, send me a message. Let me know what's going on. Tell me how you think that you, you need, in what area that you think you could use some assistance or some clarity or some processing, and um, I'll email you back, and we can go from there. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, again, I, you know what? I'm not here to promote myself because I have a lot of clients. I don't, I'm not hungry. I'm not looking for more business. But, you know, I, I am um, here to serve, and I am here to help people. So, but I don't, I want to keep this, yeah, I don't want to promote myself. I I want to go. You want to go into, you want to go into the forgiveness thing. 
Yeah, let, let's do that in just uh, just a minute. I do want to let everybody know that, that, that Craig is a tremendous coach. He's probably one of the, the uh, most powerful coaches I've ever known or ever been around. So we, we do want to let our listeners know how to contact you in case that they do. And mm-hmm. before we go into your, your tremendous forgiveness story, which is incredible, uh, let's talk about some of your influences. I know you've got a lot of you've got a lot of coaching uh, uh, training, and you've been influenced by a lot of different people. Wayne Dyer being one of them. What are some of your influences that have made you such the tremendous coach that you are today? Uh, let's see. Well, obviously, you know, I've I've taken um, I've met. Um, Magley, Magley, and her husband Mark Apatia. These two are world-class coaches. Magley, they're associated with Tony Robbins' organization. They did the Madonna's Robbins Coach Training Program. Before that, I was coaching for more over a decade. But I, after this training, I just my skill the 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 ability I could get the results with clients in it was it's just crazy the the coach training that I got from them that influenced me the the the, the biggest um uh who else Les Brown I, I when I was younger I watched Les Brown on on uh, public TV and and uh, we have a familiar story because I was I was kind of raised in an all-black community, and, um, you know, my hometown is segregated, so if a white kid moves into an all-black community, that's going to be a very challenging experience. And um, But have, I say that because I could relate to Les and his struggle, and he gave me a lot of hope. And... Um, well, everybody knows. Yeah, Les went through a yeah a, a very difficult struggle in his own life, and anybody who's ever heard of Les Brown is just he's just a tremendous motivator. I mean, just uh, yeah, just he's got an he's got an amazing he's yeah, got an amazing story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, your story, Craig, and how. Okay. You're you're a tremendous coach today, but how how was that made possible? And I know that you went through a significant adversity as a child, and let us know how that all uh, shaped you into the person that you are today. Okay. Well, I grew up. Uh, first of all, I, I was um, my earliest memories of a very small baby, like before the the age of two, would would be of my mother clinging to me trying to use me as a shield or use me in hopes that my my dad would 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 let up and not beat her as much as he he did so i was i was um i was a very traumatized child and um my dad was a, just an illiterate um alcoholic and he was lost too and he didn't he ended up making a family and babies, and it was bad. And by the age of two years old, my mother attempted suicide and ended up committing, getting committed to a mental institution. And my brother and I were put into a foster care. And uh, and uh, you know, six months later, my mother would 
um, fight the courts to get us out, or my father did, and my mother and father would make more babies, and my father would beat her more and disappear, and and uh, she would attempt suicide at least once a year, and we would end up going back into group homes, and um, it was just a really um, crazy situation, and uh, I remember, yeah, it was, but you know, I, I'm okay now. I can talk about this, and I had a really yeah. good conversation. Yeah, so, um, so I went to school in between all of this craziness, and it was just a blur to me because in school they're talking about one plus one equals two, and all I can think about is the nightmare that I'm going to face once I return home. So I went to school, and all I could think about was, oh, my God, I have to go back there. So I was constantly living in fear, like, What's, what do they call that when people go to war and they return home? They have PTSD. What, what's that? PTSD, post-traumatic stress yeah. disorder. That's what they call it. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. And um, it was painful. So I grew up, I started running away like from nine years old and living on the streets. And I would, you know, hustle newspapers and shine shoes to make money. But deep down inside of my heart, I looked at human beings, and I, I loved people, and I, and I didn't think people were bad. I saw a lot of bad stuff happen around me, but I didn't think that that's who people were at their core, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's a, that's a blessing. Why would a blessing be? Yeah, so I always, always loved people, and even though I was you know, I lived in an all-black community and they would beat me up and then I would go to the all-white community and they would beat me up because I lived in an all-black community. So I was, so my mother rejected, my mother gave us up for adoption. It was this constant, um, this constant uh, abandonment, being abandoned until I believed that was my destiny and then I perpetuated that my entire life. So I would meet people, and the vibe that I would give them was, you wouldn't want to be my friend. And sure enough, you know, they would. I would also create situations to where they wouldn't want to, and I didn't trust people, and it was it was a nightmare. Um, so I ended up working and sleeping in outside the streets and shining shoes, and I ended up. Uh, 18 years old, addicted to drugs, um, dishwashing, and could barely read or write, and I just thought I was basically screwed. I'm going to end up in prison or dead or just, like, mentally messed up my entire life because that's just how I felt things were going to be. And uh, I, um, that thing in me that loved people and that believed that there's, there's got to be something better, because I remember people, this world can't be this screwed up. I remember saying that. You know, I was like, this can't be true. This is a really bad joke God's played on us if this is true, because this is, this is not good. I mean, I grew up around murderers and, and um, really people like 
all the guys that I knew growing up are dead or in prison or like on welfare and in really bad situations now. I don't know anyone that's that's you know done anything with their life. So basically that was me. But what's amazing to me, Craig, is because you grew up around all that, and it, it, it was, uh, I mean, it, it's your life. It almost becomes your belief system when you see all that happen. You, you almost almost take it as your own as a child. But somehow you were able to to stay in touch with your heart and see through that on some level, and I think that's, that's absolutely just amazing to me. Yeah. I used to, um, I'm reminded of, I used to go, I always, like, I always could, con- I always could connect with people's, um, true nature, like the the really good part of people. Like I used to, I used to walk home late at night with my shoe shine box, and there'd be the prostitutes hanging out in the street, and I would go up to them and say, "Do you want me to get you coffee?" Because they can't leave the corner, and they would give me change to go buy them coffee, and I would make like twenty five cents or fifty cents or something, and then they would say to me it's cold, why don't you go sit in my car and you can run the engine and run the heater so you can get warm because I didn't want to go home, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for a prostitute to show me compassion and to to treat me that way better than my own mother would treat me, I, I, I felt that there's hope for humanity. If that makes any sense, you know. Well, sometimes, sometimes it is the most uh, unexpected circumstances or people that come into our lives and show us something that we truly need for our soul. And I know that you, you as a product of what you've been through, Craig, you're now going to help people reframe uh, their adversities and turn them into something that works for them. Oh, yeah. Both able, we're both able to do. So tell me, what was the turning point for you? When did, when did uh, all of this stuff become become your destiny to help others overcome theirs? Well, I've always um, wanted to help other people. I was, um, there wasn't one particular turning point. There were, there were like several, but the big one, I would say, was, um, uh let's see i read the okay here it is i i was working in restaurants and i just learned okay so at 18 years old i left the city i knew i had to get out of the city the city was where all the drugs and all the violence and all the crime were was and i knew my chances would be better and fortunately i had a brother that lived in the countryside in a very small, tiny apartment, not even an apartment, it was a room in a building. And uh, I went and, oh, okay. Wow, this is interesting you asked me this. Actually, it wasn't even 18. It was, um, I was, uh, yeah, I was 18 years old. I was living with a family in my hometown. I was paying them money for rent and I was, um, working a full-time job, and I was living with this family for three years, and I was basically um, working my tail off. And the f- everyone in the family was on drugs, and 
um, everyone was lying that they're not on drugs, and it was the most unhealthy situation I've ever seen. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I called my brother, and my brother had nothing, absolutely nothing. He was in just as worse situation as me, but he came and got me, and I went to the country, and I started to a new life at the age of 18. This is when, you know, I could barely read or write. And uh, that was the turning point. And I got exposed to people in the countryside at the age of 18 that didn't speak like a city punk. They spoke um, very elegantly and they they sounded educated and I was really nervous around those types of people because I I wasn't comfortable but I started to get around different types of people from different places and uh, the University of Rhode Island was close to where we were living so I could meet college students that speak a certain way and I just realized I was just a very lost person and I could change because I was out of the environment and then I, I a friend gave me the Wayne Dyer tape, and that gave me hope. Then I started to learn how to read, and 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 a kids, a college kid that used to write my checks for me, because I couldn't write, I couldn't write. So, but I have to pay bills, right? So I have to pay electric bills. So who's going to write the checks? So I used to have this kid write the checks for me, and he said to me, um, he said, Craig, at least at least learn how to read and write. And when he said that to me, it, made, it, it, it really got to me because I would work in restaurants and the restaurants would say, why won't you ever answer the phone and take a phone order? And I just avoided it because I couldn't write and nobody knew, right? But get check this out, Taylor. My dad's illiterate. And my dad couldn't read or write. He still can't. And I was, that was going to be my destiny. And that scared the crap out of me. So I went and learned how to read and write. As a result, I read some personal development books and I got hooked. I was like, oh my God, I'm not my thoughts. <laughs> my past doesn't equal my future. I'm like, what a concept. I'm like, oh my God. And I read this book, Tony Robbins, Unlimited Power. And I was like, wow. I went to the Goodwill store. I, put, I bought some crappy clothes probably some dead guy's suit or something, and I got a job selling books. And this is the most amazing thing happened. This, this I, did, I did well. I didn't know. I, did, I just did what they told me to do. They said, read this script. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's all. And I was scared. I was scared because I didn't speak proper English. I spoke like a punk, and I was just... Um, I wasn't, I wasn't very, I wasn't, I was a mess, but I put the clothes on, I sold a lot of books, and the company um, promoted me to regional sales manager, and I got a company car and a company apartment and a gold corporate credit card, and I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> this is crazy, man. <laughs> And I kept reading books, and I kept developing myself, and I cut all my ties to my past and all those people, and I got off the drugs, and I just, I just kept working on myself. But deep down inside, um, it was like none of it was real, and I'm still a big mess, and that stayed with me for a long time. It took a long time to get over that. But um, 
And then the real big thing happened when I went to Mexico. I was 23, and I just quit my sales job because I found out the president was doing a lot of cocaine, and trust me, if someone in a business, especially the president of the company, is doing cocaine, the life of that business is going to be shortly lived. And nobody can tell me any different unless they have an unlimited supply of revenue or money because I, I've seen what that does to people. And so I, I just quit the job. I didn't want to work in that environment. And uh, I was in Mexico vacationing with a girlfriend, and I talked the hotel into hiring me to train their sales staff for a week. And um, I worked down there, and on the way home, I didn't know what I was going to do or anything. And I'm sitting there in an empty airport. It's the down season in Cancun, Mexico. And there's this tall guy reading the, the, the flight board. And I'm like, no, that's not who the, I think it is. That's Tony Robbins. And I, I ran up to him, and I, you know, I'm sure he gets this a lot, right? <laughs> and I was like, first, right? yeah, of course. And um, I was like, I read your unlimited power book and this is what I did and I'm down here doing this seminar and this is crazy and this is my life and um, we had a little chat and he sent me a book and a few letters and I, I wrote to him um, a couple of times and he sent me the most amazing um, supportive letters. I think I shared it with our group on in um, the coaching group but that was huge. That was really huge because he had a really tough childhood too. And um, that was a big turning point for me. And then the second, the big, the second huge turning point was when I, I, I went from Mexico to Hawaii. And in, when I, lived, I lived in Hawaii for a few years, and that's when I was introduced to Japan, and I just knew I had to go to Japan. And I started visiting Japan on vacations. And I was like, man, if I could live in Japan, I could totally finish this transformation because um, I just knew that Japan would be the place for me to do that. And I ended up, you know, getting married and moving to Japan. And it was a struggle. You know, I've been here over 17 years. So in the beginning, it was really hard. But um, because of my old trauma issues and you know I started a family here and my wife had a baby as soon as we got married and being a new parent and everything it was hard but um, you know I pulled I made it through and I always wanted my goal was to transform my life and help people other people and I tell you when I was in Hawaii I was struggling and I was still going out and speaking at groups I would go to the homeless center on the weekends and I would I made friends with a guy that owned a cinnamon bun shop and I used to go to the cinnamon shop and get the day old cinnabuns that they're going to throw away. I'd take them to the homeless shelter and I would tell the homeless people, you can have the cinnabuns. Do you want them? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, all you have to do is listen to me talk for an hour. <laughs> so I would, yeah, and I would just stand up there and tell my story and tell them that I'm only one paycheck away from being homeless, but you've got to keep the faith and you've got to believe and you can't give up because if you give up, that's going to be your hell and you don't want to live in hell. It sucks and there's a better, it, it doesn't have to be this way. 
so even when I was doing really bad, I was still out there trying to help people. Now I'm doing really good, so I'm coming from even a more um, very pure place of service as opposed to back then. I was I was struggling so hard, you know. Oh, absolutely, and I know that uh, that's why you're such a great coach today. It's it's not necessarily what you know, Craig, but it is it is the um, the totality of, of the presence of the person, what they've been through and what they've been able to accomplish and transform in their own lives, which which translates immediately to the person that you're working with. That's why you're so good. And, and that's a testament to your strength and, and your dedication to improve yourself even when you were just in seemingly just awful, awful circumstances. And so I just want to commend you and honor you for that. Can you Thank tell you. I, a little bit? Go ahead. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say that, um, you know, I've I understand the human psyche. I understand our relationship that we have with ourselves. I understand um, psychology. I, I've studied. I've I've trained. I've done the work. I've been there. I didn't read a book on how to help people and go out and start um, pretending I've, I've lived the worst part of this game called life and I know what suffering is so when I meet people it's easy for me to identify um, quickly the root of what's happening with them and help them have a shift and I take a lot of um, pride in my work as well so but yeah you're right um, because of that background, it, it's helped me tremendously. And um, I'm sorry, do you want to say, you want to ask me? Yeah, I was going to ask you a question because I know uh, as far as, as my story goes, you know, my, my transformation was not complete uh, without some level of forgiveness and forgiving the, the people that right. know, had, had harmed me and right. uh, coming to grips with that. Tell us a little yeah. bit about what that was like for you. Oh, God. Um, well, the biggest person I had to forgive was my dad because, um, well, you know, I mean, he, 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 he's done so many horrible things. And, I mean, he would move us into a new place and promise everything's going to be better. And then he'd disappear for two weeks. There's no food. There's no bills. We're getting thrown out. And that's just, like, how it was. So, And also, I had my, my mom constantly telling us how terrible your father is because she was frustrated and stressed out. She would, she needed to vent and needed to, it was just really bad. So I had, here's how bad it was. I couldn't work for men. I couldn't work with men. I couldn't talk to men. If, if I did talk to a man and he told me what to do, I would be so freaked out and it would trigger like this rage in me and I would either quit the job or create some kind of trouble to where I'd get fired. So I really had some serious issues um, around that. And I read all the books, I did all the work, and everything keeps coming back to you got to forgive your dad. you got to forgive your dad. And, it, and I knew this intellectually. I knew it. I could teach it better than some of the best teachers on the subject, but I couldn't do it. And I knew this was a real big piece for me to sort out in my life. So here's what I did. 
I um I haven't spoken to my father in I don't know twenty years, uh, what is fifteen years, and I called him up. I knew he was talking to my siblings on the phone, so I called him up. But before I called him up, I had a game plan. I'm gonna call him up. And I'm going to tell him something. He's going to help me process this, and I'm going to get this done with. And what I did was I called him up, and I said, um, hey, Dad, it's Craig calling from Japan. Hey, how you doing? You know, he's just, like, acting like it was whatever, yesterday, that last time we talked or whatever. And I said, look, I need your help. Can you help me? I don't need money. I don't need nothing because this guy's got no money. Trust me on that. <laughs> I'm like, I need your help. I really, really need to, um, I need a favor from you. It's not going to cost you anything, but here, if you agree to help me, but first of all, do you agree to help me? And he said, yes, of course. I said, okay, here's what I need from you. I need to tell you a bunch of stuff. And all I need from you is to just be quiet. And when I'm done, I'll let you know that I'm done, which will be a cue for you to say whatever you like, if that's okay. But I don't want to hear no excuses. I don't want to hear no arguments. I don't want to hear. I just want you to be able to just listen to me. That's all I need. If you can do that, it would mean the world to me. And it would really help me heal my heart. And he said, yes. And I unloaded, I unloaded it all. And afterwards he said to me, <laughs> I said, I'm done. And he said, do you feel better? And I said, yes. And he said, good. That's important. Your brother had to do this. He pulled a gun on me, and we had a nightmare of troubles over this shit. But as long as you feel better, that's what's important. And that night, I slept like I slept the best that I've ever slept in my entire life. I was carrying this rage around me, and I tell you, it was so bad, Taylor. I'd wake up in the morning, and I used to hide my my upbringing from my life, like my life in and what the work that I do and everything, go look at my websites, look at my pictures, look at the testimonies. You'll never believe that I'm the person that came from where I come from. That's how much I've transformed my life. But I am that guy. But I used to hide my life from people because I was ashamed of my father. I was ashamed of my mother. I was ashamed of the background. And I'd wake up in the morning, and I'd, I'd make coffee, and I'd say internally, I fucking hate my mother and my father so much and that anger and my wife would say like you're talking to yourself I'd be like to myself I'd tell myself to shut up I was like sick you know I was sick it was the acid the anger it was just it was killing me and it was also killing my family because I had a wife and child and they had to live with this they had to live with this person that's hiding all this rage and it was and it was unhealthy for everyone. So I got it out of my system and I'm at peace now. 
and it's okay. I know that we all make mistakes, and no matter what what people no matter what people do to you, if they were in the right frame of mind, they never would have did that to you. Whatever bad thing that they did to you, and the forgiveness is not for them; it's for you. Absolutely. It's for you. You you have to forgive, because okay, here's what's really going on for anybody that's into that wants to know the real root of forgiveness. The real anger and the real pain is because it's towards yourself for the way you're reacting to that situation. So I wasn't as mad with my parents as I was mad with myself for the way I was reacting towards it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So the real, I was just beating myself up. And there's this famous expression, I don't know what the saying is. It says, how long, Wayne, um, who was it? Mark Twain said, how long do you expect to drink poison and how long do you think it's going to take to kill the other person by you drinking the poison? Right. We, we, we so, drink the poison you expect the other person to die. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, that was that was huge. And you know what's fascinating is I don't talk to my dad, and it's it doesn't. There's nothing around that. I don't have any negative charge, but I call him once in a while. I don't talk to him regularly. And the last time I called him, I talked to him for two hours, and I just interviewed him about his life. What was that like? being an alcoholic and not being able to read and write and coming from a broken home and knowing that you're never going to get a good paying job. What, what was that life like? And, and the thing that I respected about him was he knows who he is and he doesn't try to hide it. So he's comfortable in his own skin and he's made mistakes and he can't change the past and that it is what it is. And I respect that about him. I can't, I can't be angry anymore because, you know, I'm an adult and the past doesn't equal the future unless you live there. So exactly. that's you, my figure. You were able to release that, that pent-up rage and pent-up anger, and a lot of us are, are walking around with that. And we just haven't, haven't looked at it. We haven't dealt with it. We know it's there, but we just haven't dealt with it, and that's... You know the root of what I, you know, what I do to help people, and, and you as well, Craig, and, and helping people transform their lives. And I think it's just a, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to heal, to deal with your life and, and heal it, uh, in the best way possible. So, well, I thank you, I thank you for for your ability to be able to help people in that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is what I was meant to do. I think, at my age now, I think. How could I do the great work that I'm doing now if I didn't if I didn't have those experiences? How could I don't I don't no I wouldn't. Yeah. So who you know I don't. It made me who I am, and I because I transcended it. It, it it's given me this ability to help other people and. I wouldn't, so I don't regret anymore. I don't hate. I don't, I'm not mad at anyone. It's okay. It's okay. 
And yeah, it yeah. Is okay. it's okay for those listening who have gone through you know tremendous adversity and have you know had a lot of pain and suffering in their life. The ability, uh, like Craig and I, are able to transform that pain and that suffering into something that works for you rather than against you. And there's a turning point there. And everything that you go through is, is meant to happen so you can become the person that you're meant to be. And you wouldn't otherwise without those difficulties and, and trust yeah. circumstances and pain and suffering. So, so, so when, yep. And now that you said that, I want to, it brings me back to what do I do best with people? And I detach people from their pain. Yes. I, I think that's what I do best. I just, I just detach them from all that stuff. And, and once they detach, they can actually look at life in a whole different way and, and be free and easygoing about it as opposed to being all stressed out. Because it's not, it's not the situations that's stressing you out. It's your emotional attachment to those situations. And there's a bunch of tricks and to do and all that stuff, but I don't, I don't, I hate to see people suffer, and I know there's no need for it because I don't, I don't suffer anymore, and I think that if anybody's going to suffer, it's going to be like a guy in my situation, but I, I don't, I don't have to do that anymore. And everyone has a choice, so, um, yeah. And if you're building your, if you're out there building a business because you think um, you're going to make all this money. And that's going to make you better emotionally. I got news for you. It's not going to happen. That's the biggest lie that's being sold through books and tapes and stuff. You're not, you can make all the money in the world, but if you don't deal with your stuff inside, you'll never be able to enjoy it and you'll keep driving. And that's precisely right. And I think you, you brought up a great point, Craig. I mean, even though we all we've all experienced pain and nobody nobody is uh, exempt from that, it, there is a choice of whether you suffer over that pain or not, and that's what we help yep. people do is get to a choice point where they can decide whether or not they're going to suffer from that pain anymore. And I think right. that's exactly you know what you do so very well, and I want to again let everybody know, Craig DeSource is one of the one of the top top coaches in probably all the world. As far as <laughs> I've been exposed to and, and seen, he's, yeah. he's got the goods to transform anybody in just a matter of minutes. So last last question for you. Clay. Oh man, you're making trouble for me. <laughs> you're gonna make trouble. I'm gonna I'm gonna get contacted by tons of people saying fix me in one session. Look, uh, just let me clarify something. We can. Here's here's what I've done. I've worked with people in just one session and I've created amazing results for them. And it's best if we work, if you, you don't have to work with me, but if you do some major work with someone, get yourself some ongoing coaching. It doesn't have to be with me, but get yourself some ongoing coaching. Because a lot of times what happens is it's like a rubber band. When you stretch a rubber band, you can stretch it, but if you don't hold it long enough until that rubber sets and that rubber band becomes stretched out, and stays in that position of where it's been stretched, it snaps back. And what happens is 
um, a lot of the times if you don't get ongoing support, you don't necessarily need to get ongoing coaching, but if you were to get an ongoing support group after you got some short-term coaching, um, that would help you tremendously because, yes, you know, people can help you have a transformation, have you get you amazing breakthrough in one session or two, but the real the real benefit is getting a little ongoing support. So I don't I don't want to be positioned as this person that can change people overnight, which I have had those experiences, but it you know it's good to get some ongoing support. Whether you get ongoing coaching or whether you join a support group, but if you if you're serious about change and moving and stepping up to the next level, then yeah, go for a big mega breakthrough. And also be willing to um, continue that, yeah, Tyler. Because you've seen you've seen it too, right? You've seen the results, but the people they don't continue. Which, yeah, right. Absolutely, and, I, and I, you do make a good point that, that coaching and, and ongoing support does make a difference. Transformation uh, does take does take a while. It is a process, but. You literally can have an immediate breakthrough or transformation immediately, and I know that's that's what you help so many people do, Craig. Is, is you help oh yeah get, get results right away, right away. And I just yeah, we're going to cut through all the nonsense. We're going to cut through all the stuff, and we're just going to sit in a very peaceful place and have the breakthrough. We're going to get. We're going to hand. You got to look. I tell my coach friends, you show up when you show up to serve and help another human being, you better be all in and you better show up with the goods. That's the only way you're going to survive in this world because average coaches, there's, a tons, of, the, 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 there's tons of coaches out there. You want to, if you're going to coach, you might as well set a goal to be great. And the only way you can be great is to get great results. So you've got to show up with that mindset that you're going to get some great results. And, yeah, I... And just in case there's coaches listening to this call, show up, guys, and be prepared to do whatever it takes to get a client to have a big shift. And they will love you, and they will give you great testimonials, and they will tell your friends, their friends about you, and you won't have to go looking for clients. People will look for you. And, you know, that's what where I'm at now to where people come to me, and I'm grateful but it, it's not because I'm a slick marketer. It's because the results speak for themselves. So go out there and serve. Serve until it hurts. <laughs> if, you, if, if, you, if, somebody, if somebody's hiring you and you're selling them a 30-minute session, give them two hours and break, and break your back to help and serve them. Don't be worried about selling time. You're not selling time. So... Selling service, and, I, and that's well said. So here's the last last question for you, Craig, as we kind of wrap up this this interview here. And just uh, as a summary, let it, let the listeners know what is what is it that drives you to be successful, and what makes up the heart of your your coaching practice. What is it for you that that makes you get out there and serve people like crazy every day? Man, I tell you, it's changed. It's been different things over the years, but at this stage. I just love seeing people happy and free and moving forward and in movement with life. I just, I like to be, I like to play a part in that. I like to, I like to be the person that helped engineer that. 
that gets me off. That turns me on. It's not about the money. It's about that. It's about knowing that I made a difference in someone's life. Beautiful. To me, that's like when the letters come in, I get, I get more happy about that. I mean, I forget to deposit the money, you know. I got the, the account and all that stuff's not important to me. That, that, there's no reason for people to suffer. And I don't want to see that. So that drives me. You know, when I was younger, it was um, my ego. And, but now that I think I'm, I'm, de- I'm detached from that, it's, it's more of a warm feeling in my heart that I get from my work more than anything. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's the center of what I do. And I love to share, man. Look, if I can do this, Taylor, anybody can, right? If I can improve the quality of my relationship with my wife, if I can build a business, if I can serve people, if I can help people, if I can do the things that I've done in my life, there's no, there's no reason why anyone listening to this call can't change any aspect of their life. I want, I, that gets me off, too, knowing that I serve as an example of what's possible for someone else, right? Absolutely. And listening to your story, it, it's, it's amazing how far you've come and how far you've transformed your life. I, I just think it's, it's wonderful, and it, and it shows up in your work. It shows up in your ability to help people transform their lives. And, and I just, just want to let everybody, let everybody know that, that uh, Craig is a, is a serious coach. He's a, a big-time coach and, and, and here to help you. Thanks, Taylor. Hey, I want to let everyone know, too, thanks for listening and whether we, if, if we ever meet or we don't meet, that's fine. I just want to um, wish everybody here some peace and success in their life. I have a lot of peace in my life today. Whether I succeed and make and achieve is, not, is irrelevant anymore. I just want to have peace and I want to get up in the morning and be grateful for the day. And I want to wish everybody listening to this call to have peace in their life and, and some calmness and relaxation and Life's short, and if you can't relax, then that's kind of sad. So I hope that everyone can relax and have some peace. And I also want to let everyone know, if you like what Taylor, the work that Taylor is doing, send him a message. Let him know what market you're in. Let him know about your business. Let him serve you in some way. Give him some feedback on some of the work that he's doing, and let him know what you would like more of so we can encourage him to keep showing up and serving in the way that he's been doing, like with his interviews and stuff. And I know Taylor loves people too, and he likes to help people, and he wants to um, put good out there in the world. So to support him, I think um, to give him some feedback and get in touch with him and let him know that you're thankful for the calls or somehow you can work together or support him or he can support you or open up that kind of dialogue would be good for him. And I just wanted to put that out there. So thanks for having me, Taylor. I really appreciate it, man. Well, thank you uh, again, Craig DeSorcy, for joining us today. And you're listening to the Journey to Success Radio Network. To find out more about the network, visit us at journeytosuccessradio.com. And we'll see you soon for our next amazing success story. Bye for now.